BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. WWE Raw Monday night after show, and if we got a show for you, the Judgment Day is in disarray. Imperium's going after the tag team titles, and we even got the tease of the greatest star in professional wrestling history coming back next week. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce to you the folks chatting today. Well, I'm Jack Farmer, but joining us as always, Justin Labar, and joining us for the first time in a while, NYC Demon Diva Isa. We'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm here for Labar. I just want to make that clear. That's rude. That's... <laughs> 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 how are you doing? Uh, I'm here for me as well. I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're here in the chat, I hope some of you are here for your pal Jack Farmer, or at least to hear about the show anyways. Uh, we got a really good one for you today, and I want to say to everyone who is in the chat, thanks for being here. Make sure to hit the like, comment, share, subscribe, copy the link, throw it into Twitter or Instagram or wherever you share it, and share it with all your friends. Tell them to come join. Should be a fun show. Let's start with a little bit of news, everybody. According to a report from the New York Post, the WWE's uh, company is ex their exclusive negotiating window with its current partners, Fox and Comcast, has expired, allowing WWE representatives to open up talks with other media companies who might be interested regarding new homes for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. One of the companies looking to bid on the rights is said to be none other than Disney. Rather than looking to air WWE programming on ESPN, however, Disney reportedly wants to pair the company up with FX because unlike ESPN, airing on FX would ensure Raw and SmackDown do not get preempted by traditional sports broadcasts, which would take priority, obviously. The report suggests that close relationships between Endeavor and Disney could help facilitate the deal between the two. However, it remains likely that Fox and Comcast are the favorites to retain the rights for the company's shows. Justin... Is this news, uh, obviously that'd be a huge deal if they were to go with Disney. Is this something that might actually happen or is this kind of just one of those interesting tidbits we're going to hear that is going to disappear into the ether? No, I think it's more than that, Jack. Uh, you know, I'm not saying for sure that WWE's, uh, that Raw is not going to be on USA and SmackDown is not going to be on Fox come fall 2024. But I do think this is a, a, a relevant story. Uh, first and foremost, you know, it, it's the exclusive window deal. So basically, by the sounds of it and for what we know, you know, it, it, 
it's kind of like okay if there's like 15 months or so left on the current contracts that WWE has with their tv deals it's kind of like all right well you got up to this point and up to this point the only people that could talk about negotiation for the next deal is the current contract holders uh, comcast and fox well to me that tells me if wwe has not got a deal done at this point it, it's probably for a reason it's probably for the fact of they want to get out of that exclusive window and they want to you know play the field they want to they want to they want to get out there and, and, and throw their line in the sea and see what other fish are out there and so that tells me that they're willing to listen to other offers and obviously with their merger now with ufc and i think they're really curious to see who else values them? They've been in the same relationship for a while now. They've been in that same relationship. They want to go out there and see who's going to uh, – so what are they? They want to go out and see who's going to swipe left on them. They want to go and see who <laughs> might be willing to pay a little bit more. And 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 maybe at the end of the day, they're going to stick with the uh, with who they know. Uh, they're going to stick with, with USA and Fox. But you know, I think Disney is – I long since said I could never picture WWE selling and not being a McMahon family company. Well, that's obviously changed now. And I always thought Disney would be the ones that would get into it because they were, they appreciate live event game. Well, obviously, Disney has not bought them. But Disney having some TV distribution, I think that is very, very intriguing for a lot of ways. Yes, WWE presents a, an issue because they are they try to brand to the same nights every week. I also don't think take don't take anything off the table. I don't think Monday Night Raw for the next twenty years necessarily has to be Monday Night Raw. If they if somebody if somebody made a big enough case and a big enough check to say, look, we're going to make you Tuesday Night Raw. They put it on Saturday. I'm done with rest. It won't be Saturday. But if they said Tuesday, and now all of a sudden you're not dealing with Monday Night Football, you're not dealing with football or basketball, NCAA national championship. You're, I mean, I, I think anything is possible, and I think that's why this deal is relevant because really anything is truly possible in about fifteen months from now. Yeah, Issa, I think that. If they stick with their current partners here, it is what it is. No news. We're moving on. But if they were to move to Disney, I feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Everything that Justin just said, but also I think about Disney Plus and I think about streaming. And this would be a very easy way into that streaming world uh, if they were to do that down the road. I mean, obviously, in the immediate future, DFX, but... I don't think it'd be that long before we start just seeing Raw going up on Disney Plus or something like that, if this were to happen. I mean, yeah, Disney Plus, God, they need it. <laughs> Disney Plus is, doesn't have the greatest track record right now. Um, I, I think it's exciting times. I think anybody will be silly to not want to say they want to be associated with the word with the with Disney. I mean it it comes with the territory. Everybody wants to be a part of it. And I think it's exciting, but I think this is just rumors as of right now. I mean I think they will be entertained, but I'm not I'm not saying that Comcast and Fox are just gonna let it go that easily. Like Lavar said, there's established relationships here. What what's gonna come with the divorce? You know, what are the paperwork? What is the settlement? Is it worth leaving or are you gonna stay? I don't know. There is a there's a little bit of curiosity as far as how much would they change it. I remember when, when SmackDown went to Fox, it felt like such a huge deal. And I can see it if they go something associated with Disney feeling like even a bigger deal in, in all the marketing that it would get. Like, it's exciting. Regardless, it feels like we're in a time where wrestling uh, is it's kind of like taking off again. It's a movement, you know, and it's, it's just fun to see everything going on and all these big companies trying to go after it. If they go to Disney, I want a theme park. WWE inspired, and I want them to go on to, to, to Disney Boardwalk, and I want a physical Hall of Fame museum, an yeah. attraction that's there year round for tourists. Man, you've been asking for that since I known you. Yes, I mean, it's so smart. Yeah, I'm gonna work there. I'll be an usher. <laughs> it's so smart. It's so smart. Could you imagine though if they had the people dressing up like the, like the people uh, like they dress up like the the 
Disney princesses and stuff. You have to have someone wearing a big fake muscle suit to dress up as one of the wrestlers. Wow, Giant no, it, it, you you wouldn't even need to do that. You, I mean, most of the most of the talents based in Florida, you literally schedule them on the off days when they're not a TV where it's an attraction. We're like, hey, Rhea Ripley's here. You can come get a meet. You know, the same way you'd go get a meet and greet with Belle from Beauty and the Beast. You could have a meet and greet with Rhea Ripley, and there's some big revenue opportunities on doing that kind of stuff. Could you imagine Belle and Rhea Ripley standing next to each other at uh, Disney? That would be a yes, actually book it. That would be a fantastic image. Talk about Uh, talk about the ends of of the spectrum for my love for uh, for women. There we go, Belle, Princess Belle, and Rhea Ripley. But I love the point you made at the very beginning. Just last thing here, Justin, is it's so business negotiation one on one. There's a reason why teams don't like their athletes to go to test free agency because the price goes way up, and I think that. Even if the idea is that WWE is going to stay where they're at, I think go look Disney, the the bell of the ball, the one that everyone wants to be with right now, is offering to pay us this much money. Yep, that's going to drive the price up. It's just a smart move all around. Absolutely, totally agree. Yeah. So uh, we got a bunch of chat already going on in here, and it's uh, got a lot of friendly faces as well. Uh, thanks to everyone who's joining us. Dylan, we got Sev, Jeff Lopez, Lego Brick Collector, Stephen Camp, Alvin Everett, Doc P, Killer of Demon 669, Tuck Graf. Uh, what would Drinker do? I haven't seen you in the chat before. Thanks for coming by. What would Drinker do? Baby Ice and uh, Zook Enigma stalking you with the dog emoji every time. Peter P., uh, a lot of a lot of folks in there. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to hit the like, comment, share, subscribe. Huffman Elite Training. See you there as well. Sherrod Jones, Ricky Zaldivar. Even though Ricky said you weren't here for me a second ago, I'll still chant, shout you out. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Like, comment, share, subscribe. And uh, if you're listening to this later or watching it later, uh, leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of the show or anything throughout. Uh, always good to see what everyone says. Let's get into this one. This was a this was very much an episode where things were just intertangled throughout the show. So very going to be tough for me to get it all uh, worked out. But we're going to start with Rhea Ripley. And she's the new women's world champion. Dom Dom comes out to try to celebrate when Cody butts in and says, if he can't have a match with Brock, why not Dom? They dodge the question until Miz tries to sneak up on Cody Cody catches it, but Dom gets his sucker punch in before Rhea accepts the challenge for Dom. Uh, Before we get into all the stuff with Cody and Dom and everything else, I want to touch on the Rhea Ripley stuff. Uh, Issa, right off the bat, I want to say that I love that this new title matches the naming conventions and the visual style of the men's championship. And I think this is a great direction they're going just with the presentation of the championship. Yes, it's a beautiful belt. I actually really liked it. Um, I love the idea of not having to deal with this every time we have a draft, you know, like with changing the names. It, it, it makes you wonder what took them so long to figure this out. Like, we've been doing this since 2016, guys. Like, it was such an easy solution. But I really, really like that the belts match, and I like the names of the belts, and uh, I'm happy that Rhea Ripley gets to put her name in history. I mean, she was already, you know, making history, winning every single championship, including the NXT UK, now being the first women's world championship. I don't know what kind of lineage we're going to give this title, but I was excited. I do think the belt is beautiful, but you can give Rhea Ripley anything and she'll make it look good. So, I, I think I agree with that completely. But Justin, one of the things about this, we all saw a great Rhea Ripley package later in the night. Um, I do want to I want to talk about Rhea here because we're going to talk about Cody in a second here. But as far as this whole thing went, 
it did it feel for me a little bit stepped on by Cody coming out. It felt like the this. I feel like this is something Jimmy would say. Yes, the, the title felt like an afterthought in this whole thing. Uh, in some ways, it did, but I mean, look, I don't believe. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe. Did they advertise and in going into this role that we were going to have this like title ceremony for? You know, I know they advertised it for um, uh, Oscar. Uh, correct on on SmackDown, so I, I think in a way like this wasn't advertised. It, so it's kind of like it, it's kind of uniform. We just got to do it now because we just did it on Friday. So I don't know how much more time we need to spend on it. I mean, I think it just, just to what Issa said off the bat, it's just God. It took them this long to do it. I mean, I, I can only imagine that they kept it Raw and SmackDown branded titles. The reason they did for as long as it is because Raw and SmackDown has been on separate networks the last couple of years. So it was a, a thing just to say to I guess each network to look, you have your own branded women's title but i think they've obviously found look we put ourselves in a weird corner this is going to forever take us out of that corner by not branding to the shows belt looks pretty absolutely uh the naming convention as you said jack uh it's consistent so finally we have righted that ridiculous confusing wrong um and, and let's move forward and yeah Le- ria just looks like a million bucks i love the package later they did um uh, she just i mean she and and let's the phenomenon that is I mean, she's still part of Heel Judgment Day. She is still a heel through and through, but she is getting some big reactions these last few weeks by the crowds. I just can't help but think eventually, man, you got such a rich thing with her and Dom, and it keeps going, and the, and the everybody loves her. Everybody hates the POS that he is. I just I hear wedding bells, a wrestling wedding. We haven't had one of those in years. I just can sense wedding bells and the creative potential for what could transpire in that is is off the charts. I hope we get you a can't wedding. Forget, they mentioned uh, they mentioned it last week, but Rhea Ripley having two million followers on TikTok is no joke. Roman Reigns is at a million. Like the the, the amount of attention that Rhea Ripley is getting, she's so mainstream. Uh, you you have to capitalize on that. She uses the it right. We talk about it all the time. She uses the it. Take advantage of it. I think Rhea in her freaking gym clothes and no makeup on. And she still oozes it. Like, come on. Like, you have to cap. And she's 26 years old. It's amazing what she's doing right now. So I'm I'm really happy that WWE is seeing what they have and, and running with it. Because Rhea is special. I mean, I I personally kind of had a feeling about it since I saw her make her appearance in the Royal Rumble. Fell in love with her immediately. And, and the evolution that has happened in the last few years with her, I can't wait to see what she does next. I remember the first time I saw her come out and I was like, um, I, I remember the first time I saw her, I hadn't been watching NXT UK yet. So I hadn't seen her in UK. Uh, but Shayna Baszler, I, I remember, I, I remember it so clearly. I was watching with my buddy, Evan Mack and uh, Shayna Baszler was out there and she's on that long run. And I was like, who do you think's going to beat Shayna Baszler for the NXT championship? I just can't imagine. And then her music hit and we were both just like, Oh, this person's going to be here for the championship. You could just feel it the way she walked out. That there's just something to Rhea Ripley. And yeah, she's us. I mean, I think she's one of the top stars uh, they got going right now across the board. Um, I don't I, I don't know what's next for her. She's just- yeah, I mean, they talk about bringing people like Logan Paul, Bad Bunny. You you bring all these main stars to, like, bring that 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 the factor, right? And, and, and that kind of crowd. She is from the inside, and she's bringing you that kind of crowd. Like, not everybody's doing that. Not everybody has that mainstream appeal. It's, it's awesome. And I just love seeing everything that she's doing right now. Yeah, speaking about the championships, uh, by the way, we got a couple super chats. Uh, Alvin Everett says, "Imagine an Island of Relevancy attraction at Disney World. That would be awesome." 
but then Alvin Ever also adds, uh, change the tag titles next. Oh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to happen. Uh, At this point, I feel like they know that we all get it, that they have to do this. And that's why they didn't even announce the Rhea because they're like, they're going to understand what we're doing here. Let's just go belt by belt. Let's just settle this mm-hmm. and we never have to deal with it again. And I'm okay with that. And that's and that's why I mean, like having Cody come out so quick after it, it, it didn't hurt. It just kind of like it, it actually it, it, it took your mind off letting yourself think too long about it. It's like, all right, we just got to do it. Let's move on. Nope, because they did it to Asuka, and they did it to Asuka to set up a women's storyline, so it still feels relevant. And I get it, right? Mommy, dum-dum, you have to capitalize on that. But I wish we would have set something up for Rhea here, not dumb. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and that was what I was what I was going to say. Um, and it sounds like we're on different wavelengths here, but I think I'm with Justin. Justin, I want you to elaborate. Well, I thought it wasn't very cool for Cody to, to butt in and – I don't know. Maybe it was the way it was set up, but it was like, hey, Rhea, this is your moment. Let's celebrate for you. And he comes out and he's like, let me show you a package of this interview I did last week. <laughs> it was like, I, I just, it, it's a transition. Not? I don't know. It's a transition. I, I prefer that than, than I, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about pace. I love things, uh, you know, being in an intersection, crossing paths. I don't I was, again, it wasn't like to what Issa said. We all kind of know that at this point they just need to do this. They're trying to correct themselves. So it's like, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time. It doesn't, it's not like, Rhea just won this title yesterday. She's been the champion. I mean, like it's it's fine. Like let's just let's just give her the new shiny title. Tell everybody what the new naming is. Make sure that there's the the black and white cheer boo of her and Dom Dom, and then let's get Cody out there. And then Cody obviously transitions into with Dom for Money in the Bank. So I don't. know. I think it all worked to me. I think the pacing was good. It didn't sit and drag too long. We got a lot of got a lot of got a lot accomplished in a very short time, which was which was good. Uh, Issa, how do you how do you feel about? Dom versus Cody at Money in the Bank. You here for it? You love it? What are your thoughts on these two? We haven't had a chance to chat. I haven't chatted with you about these two before. I love me some Dominic Mysterio. Uh, one of my favorite things ever since they did that video package of him with the, when he first showed up with the teardrop right after prison. I just I had a feeling, and I'm loving everything about it. Um, I mean, Cody's just a stage five clinger with this Brock Lesnar stuff, and. <laughs> He is. And the whole thing is like, I can't sit here and get behind him when he's coming out and saying that Brock is scared of him. Like, oh, Brock doesn't have to. Shut up. Nobody in the world will believe that Brock is scared of anybody. Like, find a different approach to this because it doesn't matter what you say. We don't believe it. Like, say you need some revenge. Say you need to prove something. Go back to finishing your story. You ran out of ink. I don't know. But saying that Brock Lesnar is scared of you. It's the dumbest. Sorry, it's the dumbest thing. It just I can't buy it. So I mean, yeah, I get it. We're going in a different direction. I am here for Dominic and the cheap shots on Cody. I've been a fan of that. Reaccepting the challenge. We'll see where this goes. I'm just very, very happy for Judgment Day here. Going into Money in the Bank, except for Rhea. We just talked about that. They're all going to be featuring an important match. You have Finn against Seth. You have Damian Priest in Money in the Bank. You have Dominic Mysterio against Cody Rhodes. Like, like Judgment Day is really establishing themselves as a very powerful faction in WWE right now. Issa, Issa, Issa. Rule number 76, no excuses. Play like a champion. That's what Cody Rhodes is <laughs> oh, out there I love, doing. I love when you know my references. <laughs> that's what Cody's out there doing is he's playing like a champion. And oh that's why you need to follow me at Just Lamar on Twitter. I tweeted last week. I could see uh, Dom Dom versus Cody at Money in the Bank, and the, that crowd in London's gonna have such a ride, cheering, going, doing the Cody entrance, and then booing Dom, and then what if Brock Lesnar pops up? And 
it results in Dom getting a victory in the record books over Cody Rose. And that, of course, then leads us into the rubber match between Cody and Brock at SummerSlam. I love all of this. I'm here for it. Uh, I think I think I think this is this is great for all parties. Involved. I'm it's great here for Cody for it and it's too. great for Dom. I'm here for it, too. I don't need 20 minutes of Cody Rose telling us that Brock is afraid of him every week. Lock it up. It is. You lock it up. Lock it up. (laughs) You lock it up. (laughs) It is funny. The, uh, the calling him scared. It is kind of something you do when you're like in middle school to your friend that you want to do something stupid. Like, are you scared? Are you scared? You must be scared. You're like, okay. I can't imagine like, Oh dear, I don't want to get back in that ring with Cody. The, the first time I was doing watch along, and the first time he said out loud, bro, and he said it so passionately. It's like Brock Lesnar is scaring me. I choked. I choked. I was drinking. I choked, laughing. Like, stop it. That's not the right approach to take. I love the idea of Brock showing up, you know, and like maybe even costing Cody the match. Like the heat on Dominic will be insane. But I just don't like the approach that he's taking to the story. That's all. They just it, nobody believes him, man. Their matches deliver, though, so I let it slide. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Actually, when a, Brock beat him, that was the best one. We got a uh, we got a Cody Rhodes versus The Miz match. Um, For no reason whatsoever. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Cody gets a cut in the back of his head, and uh, he gets the win. Uh, any takeaways from this other than just Cody keeps on rolling, Justin? No, that's what it is. Uh, victory. I mean, obviously, a little bit of backstory with he and The Miz last few weeks, and... You know, the Miz, while he's not really doing much of anything these days, he's still the Miz. He's still got a, you know, he's the longest tenured full-time guy there, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's accomplished a lot. And he, he's, he's gone from, you know, reality show reject and joke to he's, I mean, he's the, he, he, he's a measuring stick there. I know that's kind of wild to say because his, his gimmick is not that. His gimmick is always is, is a guy who claims he's an A-lister when he's not quite really but he truly is within the realm of wwe he really is a measuring stick from in-ring performance to durability to media um and so i think those fans i think i think fans whether they whether they can say what i just said or whether they don't use the terms that we use and they don't watch as deep as as we watch and they just kind of watch it for more face value i think subconsciously if we were to therapeutically guru with them we would they would realize oh yeah i do actually give them his credibility he has been around forever he has been in big matches so i think whether consciously or subconsciously everybody knows the miz is the miz and so it's a good win for cody to have as he's uh you know continuing to try to finish his story <laughs> we got uh, alvin everett with a with a cry for XCon dom should go hashtag free tony d if there's free one the guy dom. That, if there's free one the guy dom. that understands prison it's dom and i think that he could be it could be a lot of help for Tony D. I'm waiting for the segment where we see Tony in his like prison bunk and there's a dumb was here in the wall. <laughs> God, that'd be so I know it would be genius. <laughs> that'd be so good. Uh, we move on and, and big time Becky Lynch comes out and says that the one thing that has eluded her in her career is winning money in the bank. And the most powerful person in WWE is the person with the with uh, the money in the bank briefcase in the women's division <laughs> she, I don't know about the men's. <laughs> she then talks about people being scared uh, of her just like Trish Stratus is Zoe Stark comes out and Becky says she has no personality and then Chelsea Green comes out and she says she's upset about what Becky did last week so we eventually get a match Becky gets the win as you would expect uh, Justin this, I, I wasn't a big fan of this chunk of the show, to be totally honest with you. And I'm going to start with, and I want your thought on, 
the money in the bank person has more power in WWE than the champion. I, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah, like it. The money in the bank, it, the money in the bank is valuable because it's a license to steal. But it's like, in some ways, I feel like it's only a license to steal if a heel's holding it because a face does things the the good guy heroic way. And Becky's, I, I agree. I didn't like this either. I don't know. I like the fact that Becky's coming out there. I like the fact that she's going back to kind of the man that, that I think got over in terms of the wardrobe and the look and the feel. She's not walking around dressing like she's going to the Met Gala. Um, you know, she's not dressing like Lady Gaga where this interpretation of a, of, a, of a wardrobe. So, like, I like the appearance and the general feel as she's coming to the ring. But, yeah, the what she said tonight and then Zoe out there and the transition in the match with Chelsea – I, none of it, none of it really vibe. It's it, it's kind of like Becky still is one of the biggest deals in the women's division. I mean, I mean, Rhea's the number one woman in WWE. Becky's there behind her, two or three, but it's kind of like, oh, I, I the only thing she hasn't done is won Money in the Bank. Well, why do you need to win Money in the Bank? You know, Money in the Bank is for those again who need to like pick their opportunistic spot. You should want to be champion. It, it just it didn't make sense. It felt like we need to get Becky out here, but what, what we're gonna have her say, we're not really sure. This is what we came up with, and it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I mean, the logic of the money in the bank is to become the champion. So, like, why they already, if the champion already has what you want, they can't have less power than you. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Issa, this, the setup to this, I, I'd love your thoughts on that. And also, I felt like Zoe got a little buried here. I mean, was, she came out, got told she had no personality, and then the other people with personality just brushed right by her. It was like, go, go have a seat while we deal with this. I, I'm a big Zoe fan, so I was a little Me bummed too. out by this. But what what about you? It was tough to watch, and um, yeah, the the we start with Becky. The promo felt convoluted because she was trying to uh, include so many storylines in, in one promo. Like, are you here to win money in the bank? Are you here to talk about Trish? Like, what are we doing? Because you're trying to like accomplish everything in one promo, so it didn't come off clean. And you're trying to talk about Chelsea. There was too many things, and you don't know what her direction is right now. After you get done watching that, you're like, okay, so what? <laughs> and then you had uh, Zoe. Zoe had a tough to watch segment for me today. Like, I just didn't think it. I don't know. Something was off with this segment with her. I, I did. I did laugh at the end of the match when she was on top of the ladder because it brought me memories of the greatest segment in history when all the men were on top of the ladder. But um, yeah, the, I just didn't like it. I haven't been very fun, and I know I don't get to talk raw with you guys. I haven't been very fun on the Trish and Becky story. Um, and going into Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank just feels so in between stories that need to finish that it just confuses. We just talked about it with Cody. Now we're doing that with Trish and Becky. Well, we're going to pause this for a second so she can try to go for the briefcase, you know? So it's, it's just very confusing. But I hope that uh, we can see, you know, we will see so we recover. I'm a big fan of hers. But this not not the best. And um, I don't know if maybe not having Trish out there. I don't know what it was, but something was lacking for her promo tonight. Uh, Kier Kemp says uh, it eluded her because she was always the champ. Actually, Charlotte, I think, has been cashed in a lot more. Yeah, Charlotte's always the champ. I mean, Becky's been the champ mm -hmm. quite a bit too. But uh, yeah, this I I was a big fan, uh, Justin, of Chelsea Green. I think that every time she's on, I feel like she earns more time on TV, in my opinion. Uh, and she's able to do it without getting wins all the time. I always say, if you're getting wins all the time, it's one thing, but when you're losing all the time and you're making me want to see you on TV more, that is a special talent. Yeah, no, I I love Chelsea Green. I've been a fan of hers through 
her entire career were, were in the different places she's been. Yeah, she she is um she definitely represents the E. She represents the entertainment. And that doesn't when I say that, that doesn't mean that she can't work in the ring, but you make a whole lot more money for a longer period of time, history shows. If you can hold up more of the E side of things, and that's the number one, you don't have to go and you don't have to do 20 minute banger matches every week in order to find to, to show your relevance and worth to the roster and the company. And, and I think as time goes on, she, as you said, she's going to keep earning herself a few more seconds, a few more minutes each week. And that will prove to be that she can do, you know, this gimmick plus however it evolves. She won't be a Karen forever. It'll evolve to different iterations. And I, and I agree. I think she, she, she's the bright spot in kind of all this jumbled mess that we kind of talk about here tonight, just seeing her out there. And she, and as, as good old JR would say, she maximizes her minutes. Uh, Issa, any thoughts on Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville and their pairing here? Yeah, I'm just like really, really enjoying what Chelsea Green is doing right now. Um, I'm a fan of it. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are not like feeling the gimmick. I think she's doing great. And every week I actually look forward to it. So good stuff. Yep. And uh, Tornado, Anthony Y, by the way, in the chat saying, hello, back in my room from the show. That crowd was loud and wild. The Rollins music went on and on. Yes, let me know who... Who got the biggest reaction? Any kind of uh, thoughts from there? I was there the only reaction. Uh, by the way, I, now that I was at Double or Nothing and everyone said it was quiet, even though I was there and it was loud, I I don't blame crowds anymore. It might be the might be the mic. I don't know what's going on sometimes, but uh, Judgment Day they were in a lot of stuff. But we're going to talk about this little uh, couple bits here. They're backstage and there's smoke everywhere and there's fire in Flynn's heart. We'll find out more about that later. But uh, Damien wants to go qualify for Money in the Bank on his own. And he goes out there and has a match with Matt Riddle. And they just beat the crap out of each other. And we get a really cool finish. Damien Priest gets the, as I like to say, clean as a whistle win. And he secures a spot in the men's Money in the Bank. Post-match, Imperium walks out. And I thought we were going to get a showdown between Judgment Day and Imperium. But he says, pick the bones. And they go beat up Riddle. Uh, Issa, I know you are a Damien Priest guy, so feel free to gush. Puppy in the bank. That's what needs to happen. Um, I'm so I'm so happy that uh, Priest is finally getting his spot. You know, I know that he was in a losing effort last week on the main event of Raw, but I thought that match slapped. So what he did with Bad Bunny here in Puerto Rico slapped, and I love seeing him move on and qualify. Like I said a little bit ago, it's good to see Judgment Day all being featured in a very important match going into Money in the Bank because I do feel like, and I know they're starting to tease a little bit of tension, but I do feel like they are a team, right? And and, and you love seeing them each, you know, be doing their own thing in separate storylines, but still kind of sticking together. I don't know for how much longer. Um, this match was a banger, but. I don't know if you guys remember, we did get a qualifying match between Riddle and Priest. I believe it was last year, and it was this one was a lot more hard-hitting, but I figured they were going to just put on a treat. I'm super happy that they put it in the middle of the show and not in the main event, because the main event probably got very hurt by the NBA Finals um, being, you know, the last few minutes of the game. So I was very happy that I was able to enjoy this match because I thought it was the best thing on TV. And Poppy in the bank, and I won that briefcase. I won a custom with the Puerto Rican flag when it happens. Uh, Tornado Anthony Y says, uh, Dom got very loud boos and the sing-along felt like it went forever. Uh, Justin, I know we're all Damian Priest fans. Like, I think we're all pretty big on Damian Priest here on this show. Uh, so I'm also going to let you gush. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 
a huge fan of the guy. For some, I mean, I and I've said it for him. He's, the guy's got size, passes the airport test. He he's a hard worker. He's 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 paid his dues. He's bilingual. I mean, there's a lot of things that just he checks boxes of why you'd want to. He's reliable. He's not a troublemaker. He's not a he's not a guy that has a lot of bad habits. I mean, he, he just. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, and then I, you know, all that as a fan, and then yeah, the 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 moment I got choke slammed by him one night, I was like, ah, oh, this is my guy. I love this dude. <laughs> um, look, I was looking forward to this match. This is the same when you when you know you when you see Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, when you see Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. It's when when you know for a fact two guys who are actually very good friends in real life. There is a familiarity and trust there that we're gonna go out. I'm gonna hit you a little harder than I might hit somebody else, and you're gonna hit me a little bit harder because we're gonna put this, we're gonna we're gonna steal the show, and and damn it, they did that. Uh, they went out there, they did it. Obviously, it was a match that had meaning, as a, a qualifying match that you watch us. You know, again, if you're a casual fan watching, uh, and, and you're like, oh, this is a qualifying match to get into this Money in the Bank, then it, it elevates the Money in the Bank concept, and and everything you know did that, and Priest is in it. And look, when you look at the field, I know we're not making Money in the Bank predictions right now, but when you look at the field. I mean, I think there's there's two there's two you look at in the match, and it's it's Damian Priest or LA Knight, and you can make an yeah. argument of which way to go. Obviously, Priest, I think to the audience, again, especially if you want to go to a more casual audience, Priest makes more sense. He's been in high profile stuff with Bad Bunny recently. He was in a he was in a title match against you know Seth Rollins for Seth's first d- defense. So, you know, LA Knight would be a little more out of nowhere. He's been kind of you know, but but the more hardcore fan really wants to see it. So. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of argument to be made of which way do they go, uh, especially then if you had the money in the big briefcase, when is that briefcase being cashed in and where? Uh, LA Knights on SmackDown, Priest is on Raw. I don't think anybody's touching Roman anytime soon, I don't think. So that makes you wonder, does that make having Priest with the briefcase on Raw a more attractive, creative opportunity? Uh, there was also something that I wanted to add, sorry, but the... Um... There was a little bit of like I liked the drama when they when they kind of like pushed their stories over on social media, and I thought it was funny that you saw a little back and forth between Riddle and Priest, and knowing the, the close friendship that they had on TV in the past. But I get it. There's so many storylines right now that maybe we don't have time to also put that there. But I just thought it was a it was fun. But uh, at the end, when Priest goes and says, "Hey, go pick up the bones." I actually found that a little out of character from Gunther. And like Jack said, he thought you were going to get a face off with the Judgment Day. I just don't see Gunther being the guy that says, yeah, I'm going to go do that. And, and follow directions. I would expect him to try to go after Priest and then go after Riddle. That's that's the character, the Gunther that I've been presented. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I was very intrigued or I was a little like, yeah, that doesn't match what Gunther gives us um, from him just following orders from Damien Priest. I mean, I liked it, but it was just very out of character from Gunther to see that. I thought he would go after both of them because that's the Gunther that we've been shown. You know, I like that you said that because I kind of thought that too. I was going to let it slide because I thought it was cool in the end, but um, I think it, I feel like it's a little nitpicky, but I I do think it would have been better if Priest said nothing and maybe they did the stare down and then Priest just got out of the way and let them walk by. But when he said pick the bones, it did sort of make it look like Gunther works for Damian Priest. And he's like, clean up after me. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I and I didn't like it, in addition to everything you guys just said, I also didn't like it because, you know, we don't know necessarily where we're going with Priest. And I know Jack will get to it more. You know, we're kind of teasing those problems with Finn and Priest. And look, Rhea's getting cheers. I, Priest could very easily transition into a face that they wanted him to. So it's like, 
I could see a point of like leaving tension there between Priest and Gunther that, you know, Gunther and Riddle presumably are probably going to work together for an IC title match here soon. If Riddle doesn't come up with it there, Priest makes himself, if he's not carrying around the briefcase, if Priest interjects himself in the IC title picture. And so, like, yeah, it kind of, it was, it did kind of feel like a, a weird choice to have that. I had, I've have, you know, I would rather Priest and Gunther just have a little chest pounding at each other. Now because yeah. when they were just staring at each other, I was like, oof, give it to me right now. Like, it was just like, I'm over here, like, big, meaty men stopping me. Let's go, you know? So you could have teased that and keep it going. The, the ordering and Gunther following these orders, it just felt a little bit off. But like you said, Jack, it might be nitpicking. We might forget about it a couple of weeks from now. It just felt very out of character for Gunther. And you could tease. I remember the stare down we got between Rhea and Becky. And how it was just mm-hmm. them walking by each other, and you're like, "I need this match now." You could have, you could have done that here, because I felt that. But then when the when the moment happened, it just kind of took me out a little bit. Yeah. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We had a couple of quick backstage segments I want to run through. Uh, Two of them. Natalia says she hasn't been herself. Uh lately and maybe she shouldn't be herself anymore uh and into sheer saying that they the cedric and shelton are still standing so do you want to have another match isa i'm gonna ask you because you're laughing right you, now you can't laugh. laugh that hard to be muted unmute yourself <laughs> because natalia is like i don't even know how to be me anymore and then she just walks away and byron saxton sorry maybe i'm nitpicking as an interviewer he just turns around and go okay kevin owens and sammy say like he was just like okay anyways kevin owens and sammy say what's up and i was like this woman is having a personality like an identity issue and you know when you're like okay let's move on to the next interview it was it was weird a lot of times they've been doing that with the way where they don't give you like not even a tense second to just like breathing what we just saw because it was it was just comical for me that Byron literally turned around and just started doing another interview like Natalia didn't just have a mental breakdown in front of him <laughs> Byron Saxon he smiles but he's cold-hearted he's like hey I gotta get the story I gotta, I gotta get the next uh, yeah. stuff <laughs> like, I don't got time to deal with your stuff I gotta go get the next story Get out of here. Just go figure it out who so you are. so funny. I don't know how to be me anymore. All right. Well, Kevin Owens is something. Say, like, bro, what? <laughs> you put it that way, it is. Yeah. If you give me art, just literally go back and watch just the three-second transition. And you're like, yo, no heart. No heart so, for Natalia. It's like, Natalia's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And Byron's like, well, good luck with that. And push her out of the screen. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's how it came off. It was so funny because this, like, it just made what Natalia said like 
it it kind of like meant nothing. <laughs> so... Whatever. Lady. You can't you can't anyway. unsee it now. You can't unsee it now when you know it. <laughs> Whatever. She's like, I still have more time. I wasn't finished. Like, Whatever. I'm gonna talk to somebody else. Byron does that a lot, though. You're right, Issa. He does a, he does that with a lot of people. Where he's interviewing one person. He's like. Anyways, and he'll jump to the next person, yeah. but this part, he usually does it to guys like Corbin, and so you're like, haha, that's funny, but this one, you're right, he I mean, was kind really of just like... A lot of times when you have, like, the like Hattie Kelly or, like, Kayla Braxton, they go into the putting the mic down and, like, staring into the nothing, like, wow, that was deep. No, Byron don't do that. Byron don't play no games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's, an, he's an investigative journalist who has no time to waste. Definitely not an empath at all. Uh. <laughs> I gotta get the story. I gotta get the. Uh, I gotta get the next news bit. And the best part is, like, you go to interview Kevin Owens, who's been having nervous breakdown after nervous breakdown every week. So <laughs> poor Byron, he doesn't get paid enough for this. Uh, Justin, anything you want to add to this? Uh, these couple segments into Sheer or uh, Natalia? No, I mean, because I ruined it for you guys. No, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's what's been said has been said. <laughs> Uh, we get to uh, a story that has really kind of made me like I've gotten really into. And I think they've done a pretty cool job with is Bronson Reed versus Ricochet. Reed's dominant until Shinsuke comes out. Shinsuke hits Reed and causes a DQ. Ricochet is upset about it, but they work together to take out Reed. But there's still tension between them. And later on, Ricochet says, hey, Adam Pierce, I want a rematch. And he's like, tough luck. Nakamura's got it next week. And pretty Ricky not happy about it. Justin, this is, I think, just perfect. Three guys who are in Money in the Bank and they need to have some rivalry between them. Let's just keep things interesting. Yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, have some have some, you know, problems within within the within the match of Money in the Bank. I'm fine with it. And and look, Bronson Reed, uh, again, I'm a fan. I say he's an attraction. And and, and you know, fans, the crowd doesn't make a lot of noise to him necessarily because he's still relatively new, but every, they always make noise by the time he gets up and goes to do his tsunami. Now, he did not do it tonight. Instead, the substitution was him getting double suplexed by Nakamura and Ricochet, which got the holy crap chance, and they're beeping out uh, mm -hmm. the language. I mean, he, you know, but there was a spot there tonight. Ricochet's teeter-tottering on the top rope. And Bronson just catapults him, but he did it in a way we don't see this. It was just it was a new, very simple but innovative looking offensive spot. WWE's Twitter even was 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 sharing it. Like I think Bronson Reed, this is this is all good. Bronson Reed is he's a guy. He's a guy that I think is an attraction that they that people are gonna pay tickets, you know, to pay pay a ticket for eventually. They're not there yet, but I'm I like the slow play of sticking with him, even if he's not, you know whatever I, i'm a big fan of his but yeah, i like this entire dynamic uh, with him the two faces that are in fact in money in the bank and maybe bronson Reed makes his presence felt during money in the bank because there's no dq during that match yeah isa you are a connoisseur of big beefy men who slap meat uh where mm -hmm. would you rank bronson reed in the uh stable like. of cattle i guess i don't know what we call <laughs> I'm not how there. Beef, how beefy is his meat that he's slapping is what he's trying to ask. <laughs> uh, uh, he is not filet mignon for me, not yet. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I, not there with Bronson Reed yet, but I like what they're doing here because my brain was like, there's so many possibilities. My, my first thought was what you said. 
Bronson Reed is gonna get in here and it's gonna somehow cause Chinsky ricochet the money in the bank, you know, briefcase. Uh, when they were working together, I'm like, oh God, they're gonna put Ricochet with Shinsuke because he lost Braun, you know? And then when they're backstage in the interaction, I'm like, oh my God, Shinsuke and, and Ricochet feud, like that would be fun. So I feel like there's so many things, you know, that we could do with this story that I'm here for it. I, um, yeah, Lego just brought it up. I turned around with uh, Bronson Reed in Puerto Rico. I just wanna see more of him. Not in that kind of way, Lamar. But because <laughs> you're over here asking me how meaty is him, and I'm like over here. No, yeah, no. I'm, I'm thinking, is he? That's your well barometer. Done, ever, ever since well I've known you, that, that's your, that's your yeah. barometer. I do like on meaty. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. And uh, I want to see what direction we go because there's a lot of possibilities with just these three guys. It's like a plug and play storyline. Any of them will work. Yeah. Um... As we move on, we got a super chat from Alvin Everett with an interesting comment. Uh, switch Byron and KP from commentary. No, uh, no. no, you're no. firm on that one, Justin. Why so? Well, f- I, I, I'm not, it's not a knock on Byron, but we've heard Byron on commentary. When Byron's on commentary, he is there to be in that color spot to just fill some sound bites in. He actually, I mean, he's a former, he is a wrestler. We all forget this. He has, but he actually was a wrestler. So that's what he's there for is to get that. What KP, what Kevin Patrick does to run the show, to be the number one guy, to segue in and out of things, to whatever, Byron can't do that. There's nothing that Byron's ever done that ever would let me believe that he could do that. So, no, that is a a no, 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 no. If anything, if if you don't like KP, bring Vic up from NXT. But Byron is not, uh, he's not a showrunner. He is not a lead guy on the commentary desk. He's a three commentary kind of guy, three commentary booth kind of guy. He's a. He's a fourth commentary kind of guy yeah. when it really only needs to be three. Right. I I think and I and I, from everything I've ever heard, Byron is a is a everybody likes Byron there. So I mean, I guess I'm glad that he still has he gets to he's doing the backstage thing or whatever. But I I just don't live commentary was not his strength. Agreed. I will say he one of the things as far as his it re- interviews is you can see how big he is next to some of these guys. <laughs> yeah, know, he's a former interview. he's a wrestler. He's a talent. I mean, he's the kind of guy that when they have him doing backstage. You, you have him spread his legs as far apart to try to make him become shorter so that way he's not towering over talent. Well, Lavar is saying it's like, I'm going to be watching a match and something big is going to happen. And he's going to be like, anyways, moving on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Some big moment. Like, yeah. the world title changes hands. Like, anyways, next yeah. <laughs> coming up yeah. next. <laughs> yeah, and, and no, Lego, we don't need to bring back Mara Ronaldo. Um, so we've as we go on, we got another big moment in the night. Uh, Finn Balor calls out Seth Rollins. Oh my god! And he can't talk because of all the singing going on. Eventually, he says Rollins took everything from him after he got hurt when he won the Universal Title. And Finn is going to get revenge at Money in the Bank. Seth says that uh, this is the Finn he's been waiting for. Seth says he's the best version he's ever been, but he wonders what version of Finn will come to Money in the Bank. Uh, of course, we get a later conversation between Finn and J.D. McDonough for a second, as well as Damian Priest, who doesn't like the way <laughs> Rollins has been getting Finn all worked up. Uh, Justin Labar, how do you uh, like where they're going with this Finn-Rollins situation? Look, I appreciate them <clears throat> pulling from history. Uh, I don't know why we have – maybe we will next week, but let, let, let's show some video of what we've referenced the last few weeks. Let's show some video of that match at SummerSlam in Brooklyn – that they that they're talking about but here's my problem and we i think we did this with finn 
I believe leading into the match with Edge months ago. Like we've seen this promo before where it's like, oh yeah, Finn Balor plain clothes Finn Balor when he's when he when he's Bruce Wayne, he can't get nothing done. So we got to provoke him and tell him to get in the bat suit, to go be the demon, to go get it back to that alter ego, to find yourself again. That's what it's gonna take for you to win. And it's just like and, and, I, and I feared this years ago, and I voiced it on, on, on podcast then, which was when you had the Finn Balor D, you know, slash Demon Alter Ego, it just made it feel like Finn was nothing and Demon was the interesting thing. And I, and I think promos like this, it makes it seem like that again. It's like Finn's just a dude. He, Finn, Finn Balor, is the, in a four-person judgment day, and two of them are Rhea Ripley, who for a couple years, WWE struggled to find the lane with her. And then Dominic Mysterio, who that's a big gamble there, right? Son of, of a legend and Hall of Famer, you know, babyface tag team with his dad for a while. You know, it, for, for a little bit, you're like, oh, is this just a charity project? Are we just, Dom got to bypass NXT. Is he just a charity project? And Dom has, you know, he's held his own and formed his own thing. He's getting bigger reactions than most. And then, of course, Damian Priest, we talked about. Finn kind of feels like the, if you're power ranking, he feels like number four in the Judgment Day power rankings. And so you have Seth here sitting there kind of challenging him, trying to hype up this match, you know, bring me the guy that I missed seven years ago. That's all fine. But in the grand total things, because I don't think Seth's, or actually, I don't think Finn's beating Seth, it just feels like, again, Finn is just another throwaway. He has to put on the face paint or whatever to be special and matter. And even if he does that, he ain't winning this title at Money in the Bank. So, I don't know where we go with Finn Balor. I think I think Finn Balor again. I think he's number four in the Judgment Day power rankings. Yeah, that is such a fascinating point you bring up because if you add Edge in there to all the the all time Judgment Day rankings, it feels like it's upside down, doesn't it? You would think that Edge would have been the all time Judgment Day guy with Finn as number two, and then maybe like Damian Priest from there. But yeah, it's like flip flop because Edge would be like the lowest ranked person on the list in the history of the judgment day. Finn would probably be, yeah, you're right. Number four out of the ones left. It's crazy. The thing that shocked me the most about this was him saying that he won the universal title seven years ago. I can't believe I it was, felt old. <laughs> I can't believe it was seven years. I had to look it up. You, I, I still think the universal title is like the new title that hasn't been yeah. around that long. It's, it's been around longer than nitro was on the air. Like this is crazy. I can't believe it's been around that long. Uh, but Issa, uh, yeah, um, thoughts on this one? Thoughts about him chatting with JD McDonough? Um, why are we acting like Seth didn't beat Finn to move on to the finals of the tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship like three weeks ago? Like, we've seen this, okay? I get it, but going back to a storyline from seven years ago when they've had literally at least 10 matches after that makes zero sense. And that's the reason why the crowd is turning on Finn when that would have never happened back in 2016. It would have not happened. You know it. Finn was the favorite yeah. going into that match, right? But we've seen it. We literally just saw it. Finn hit the turnbuckle on, on like, powerbomb thing on set, and it was like a moment. It was just on May 8th! It just happened. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And there's a reason why the crowd hijacked this whole thing. We've seen it. It's, this storyline doesn't work. It's the same thing I was telling you with Cody. It's not that I don't want to see it. It's not that I don't think the match is going to slap. We need a different approach because the story that you're trying to tell us, it doesn't doesn't click with the story going on here. Um, and, yeah, he was talking with J.D. McDonough, Phil. Like, when you 
order an iPhone and what you get from wish.com. It's literally that. Wow, JD's wish.com. Well, I'll say this. JD Looks wise, JD J- can put on some bangers. What I'm yeah, just saying, these the comparisons have been there since day one, and you know it. <laughs> I'll say this. JD was trained by Finn, and if we are signaling into Finn being broken off from Judgment Day, then maybe they're planting a seed there. But yeah, but I. But they I haven't largely, told us that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I largely agree with Issa, though. It's 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 redundant. It's. Sir, I mean, I, I don't know. God, it, you know, we, we you mentioned earlier, Jack, you got Ginger trouting around into sheer. Like, let one of the into sheer guys challenge. I don't know. Like, Seth versus Finn. I just it, nobody believe. Nope, Finn's not winning. Nobody believes he's winning. Uh, what cost is it going to happen? It's just um, well, yeah, seven se- seven years ago. I know I was drunk in Brooklyn that night after it happened. You I were. can't believe it was. I can't believe it was seven years ago. <laughs> That's great. You were. It makes me feel so old. But I have a Justin. Speaking of people challenging Seth Rollins, let me know if this is me nitpicking or if I'm reading too far into it or if I just need to let this go. You've got all these people who fought for a chance to be in Money in the Bank for a chance to have an opportunity at the world title. Finn Balor is basically saying this is a seven year journey. I want to get a shot at the world title. But Seth Rollins just says, "Eh, next week, whoever wants it. Come get it. Well, and, and, like and undermines that, it. That dri- no, and I and I tweeted that exact thing. It drives me nuts. I I hate that you do open challenges for a title when it's already being advertised a couple weeks later for a premium live event. It's just, it, 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 it's a complete like there's 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 no believability that it's it's going to change hands. And and here's the thing. If it, it would, you'd be better off advertising next week in Cleveland. Seth Rollins is defending his title against blah. Give me a really cool name and blah. And at least, well, I'm going to say uh, blah is probably not winning it, but at least if I have to look forward to maybe the first time interaction and match, that's something. They're not even doing that. You're telling me to tune in next week for the surprise of who's going to challenge him. And it's like I know whoever challenged him is not beating him, so it's 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 an empty segment. But you don't even tune in next week because remember two weeks ago he did that where he opened the he issued the open challenge and then it was answered the next day on social media by priest. So they didn't even save it, which is okay, sells you tickets or whatever, right? But if you really think about it, he did the exact same thing, and then the next day we had the answer on social media. Which so. Is, so to Issa, to that point, right now everybody's watching us live. It's twelve oh six, technically Tuesday morning. Uh, if you so, if you're on the on demand, you catch up here. So right now, as best we know, it's it, we don't know who they, who it is. They're right, in right, Cleveland. Right. They're in Cleveland next week. Johnny Maybe Johnny Gargano answers yeah. it because Johnny's from Cleveland, and so Johnny answers it. And it's a feel good face versus face. Well, Johnny's not winning it. Right. Love Johnny's my guy, but Johnny ain't winning the world title right now. So, you know, it's like maybe that's what they do tomorrow on the on on on, on digital on social to, to 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 help let Johnny sell some Cleveland tickets. But it's like, yeah, we don't need to do that. It's just a waste of the title. You know who I, you know who who could be there that could win it? 
Logan Paul. Logan Paul. I thought we were going to see him in the. I thought we were going to see him in the Money in the Bank match. Wrestler of all time, Logan Paul. He's so I, excited. I am. I actually thought we were going to see him in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I thought him and Ricochet were going to pull off something crazy. Maybe I got spoiled after what they did at the Royal Rumble, you know. But I really thought that Logan was going to be part of the. And maybe he is. You never know, right? They they don't. I mean, remember when Brock won it and he wasn't in the match? Or Austin Theory? Or I could go on all night. Um, I wanted to go back real quick to the Finn Balor thing because I was nitpicking like you, Jack, when it came to, like, maybe we're doing this. I said, maybe we're doing this to set up the breakup, right? Maybe they're doing mm-hmm. this. But couldn't you do it without him ha- needing that match because of the opportunities that Priest is getting? And you could have planted the seed in that kind of way. He got a world title shot. Now he qualified for Money in the Bank. I feel like... Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's it's a good match on paper for the UK crowd of money in the bank, but it's just, I don't feel the excitement going into it. By the way, you said, you said, you said Brock, and earlier we were talking about Bronson. Eventually, I could see a Bronson Reed versus Brock Lesnar match. I think that would Me be too. interesting. Me too. Yeah, as I'm watching Bronson Reed, I've <sighs> seen all these different like dream matches. I want to see him versus Gunther. I want to see him versus Priest. Yeah. I want to see him versus all the big fellas and just... Big, I think that would be such a that would be so, I actually can't picture the match and that intrigues me Lamar because I do love me some Brock against like the smaller opponents you know and like seeing that it's just like oof because well, I just yeah, I, mean, I like it I like I like I can beef and with... broccoli with Brock and uh <laughs> well like Brock like look Brock has had some great matches against guys that are smaller than him but I love the way that he is sold for something like you yeah know, yeah yeah you know when, when Keith Lee came out in the rumble and he sold just by mouth at this guy and now I mean now Keith Lee looks like father time has beat him in AEW but like I take other guys and I'm like all right you like let Brock father time everybody <laughs> you let Brock go face to face with with a Bronson Reed like I think I feel like Brock would say okay let me let me try to make this guy let, let, let's yeah. try to work yeah no 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 I, I I would like I would like to see it. I think that'd be, I, I see a lot of good things for, you know who I'd like to see just randomly against Brunson Reed is a plucky Johnny Gargano underdog kind of matchup. I think that'd be a good one too. Didn't we see uh, that in NXT? Probably. For a North American champion. I might be wrong here. I don't know. No, I that was during right. kind of a weird, that was no, like during the pandemic right. time, which is a weird blur for me. So it's hard for me to remember what happened. To Man, Jack, you can't tell me that. Like wrestling was the only thing that went on for us during that during 2020. I know. That's why it's, it just <laughs> I mean there were zombie matches. There was like Please. all sorts of the greatest wrestling match of all time occurred. I I don't know. There's a lot of stuff happened. That was a weird he got a fire. Randy the Randy thun- killed a guy. The thun- the <laughs> Thunderdome. Thunder Randy Dome. Randy killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably lay low for a while. <laughs> Man, we're just quoting so many movies today. really fast. Yeah. We also all watch the same freaking movies. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, so Raquel Rodriguez and Shayna Baszler had a match. Um, this yeah. one ended with an assist from Ronda Rousey to help Shayna get the win. Uh, Justin, you're shaking your head. My only note, my only question here is. Raquel Rodriguez, question mark. Well, no, I, I love Raquel. I mean, she obviously, that's the risk of being a tag team when your career is tethered to somebody else. <laughs> that, that really is. So, I mean, she's kind of dealing with whatever she got to deal with to be a single star now. I, I, I'm actually a big fan of Raquel. I could, I could gush over Raquel for a long time here. But uh, moving on. No, uh, 
if I would have told you five years ago that WWE is going to have Ronda freaking Rousey, the box office draw that she was, she, you know, she was like the female Mike Tyson of this generation that they were going to have Ronda Rousey and that in 2023, June of 2023, she was going to be reduced to the fact that the, the crowd makes no noise when her music hits. When, when Joan Jett's music hits, they make no react. They they put her in a very disguised, insignificant time slot, which is the segment she was in in the third hour, which is traditionally one of the, it's like a throwaway segment in terms of the, 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 it, it nobody cares. It, it's just, nobody cares. I, nobody cares. I, and I can't believe that the investment of Ronda Rousey with WWE, who had some great mania moments, who had some great introduction, she is just now. She is now. Ronda Rousey is just another, just another person who's there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I want to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's you know, uh, Issa. Yeah, my that's why my my point here was what's going on with Raquel. I think it's kind of telling that that Ronda Rousey was in a a segment, and my question is, what's going on with Raquel Rodriguez? Uh, where she gets Ronda gets compared to like a, a female Brock for the women's division, but you would never say that if Brock was in a segment. You know what I mean? Right. I have so many mixed thoughts on this one because I did like what they did with Ronda and Trina last week. I thought they make Caden uh, Katana look really good on the feed, but they look really good. I was into what they did on Friday with the unifying of these titles, which needed to, none of these titles should have been created. Let's just start with this. This women tag team division, building and extending roster has been messy to say the least, but the unification of these titles should have happened a long time ago. So I was so glad that that happened. And it feels like, you know what? The tag team division is going to take a little bit to, to kind of like, you know, get the, the legitimacy of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will help it, but this might take a while. And I always are we sacrificing a talent that we're not going to see here for much longer that we could be getting all of these matches from? Yes, we are. But at the same time, uh, when you put it in the title division, in the, in the title main title picture, you don't know how to book her either, right? So it's just like, what do you do with her? This might be a creative issue. I don't know. But I mean, I, 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 I want the tag team division to matter. I want the titles to be unified, but I also want to see Ronda against Rhea. I want to see Ronda against right. everybody. <laughs> right. The, Issa, you just said it right there. The, the, this this whole the nonsense. Of, I mean, I know that her and Shayna, there's a certain synergy there of MMA and their friends or whatever, but like, let's be real here. If you want to continue to milk whatever dollars you have left out of Ronda, you've already, she's already been in several Mania main events, first ever women's main event Mania. If, if what's left is on the table with the current landscape, what's left is you build her back up to being Ronda freaking Rousey and you build her up for a mania match to Rhea. That's the biggest thing you could do. That's the biggest box office you could do for Ronda with the current landscape. That's that. And you're not going to get that with her screwing around here and this uh, being ringside by Shayna fights. It, it's just not. And no, nobody, nobody has any care. But you need to restart and reset everything with Ronda. Yeah, um, I don't know though. I feel like there's so many people I'd rather see against 
Rhea Ripley, but I get what you're saying. Well, for but from a I money want Rhea Ripley against everybody, including right? I mean, Seth Rollins, including yes. Cody Rhodes, like every literally everybody. Right. I mean, Rhea, I was Rhea, Rhea, take out everybody. Ronda, you're, Ronda I'm a, versus Shayna. Yeah, Ronda versus Shayna is a money feud. But like with Rhea, I mean, obviously Rhea had what was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. I don't say that lightly. The Hermania matches past year against Charlotte, yeah. one of the greatest matches, and I and I fully yeah. bite my tongue. Uh, that probably should have main evented. And I, and I said that oh the tag whatever I, I I'm I was wrong but it was a great match but like what's what else is there for Rhea Rhea versus Becky if you can build Becky mm-hmm. back you know like but for box office purposes if you have Rhea who you know as Issa said earlier 26 she's got time as as long as long as she remains healthy like yeah build build Ron have Ron look if if, if UFC's own if UFC and WWE are owned by the same people. Have Ronda go back to the octagon and and kick the shit out of three women real quickly. Three three jobber matches, three jobber fights. Just reestablish her as a kick ass and, and mixed martial arts. All so you can just bring her back up and put her in, in, in a you know yeah. Let her go I do three you. squash matches in the octagon. So she. I love go, you. I literally had like a half hour TED talk about Ronda Rousey on my watch along too because I'm like I just don't understand why we're not giving like. This is Ronda freaking Rousey. This was the biggest freaking athlete in the world. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that was seven years ago. No, I was joking. I don't remember how long. Shut up. It was actually from Every, everything was seven years ago. <laughs> you're no, you're no. not gonna let that go. No. Um, Wait, made Botox appointment. No. We have uh, <laughs> we have a matchup here. It's Chad versus Eric. Uh, Valhalla tries to attack Maxine. But she's got an arm drag up her sleeve, and the distraction allows Gable to get the quick win. Um, the takeaway, the first takeaway I had here, Issa, is Maxine looked like she was dressed like an American gladiator. Yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everyone else in American Alpha doesn't look that way, but for some reason, Maxine, I was like, that totally looks like she should be shooting the, like some Nerf missile off of a tower at someone trying to take her down or. Fighting some of the giant Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it as well. Yeah. Jack, by the way, I haven't watched it yet, but apparently, um, I think it's on uh, uh, ESPN Plus. There's a great, I uh, hear it's great, uh, American Gladiators documentary. I have to watch that. I feel like it's going to make me really sad, though. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, I mean, apparently they're all steroided. They're all roided and coked out. But it's oh. it's a fair, but it's it should oh, be a fun sure. time. I mean, come on, Laser, did you see that guy? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Is there, I, don't, I can't remember their names, but uh, I think there was a Laser. Turbo Laser. <laughs> yeah, ice. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there was an Ice. I know there was, someone was named Ice. But... It's, not a, it's not a real hard grab bag to come up with an American Gladiator name. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a one-syllable word. Or, yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, this is fun. Continuing sort of a uh, a filler section. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any takeaways um, from this one. It was Either there. You... Yeah, it was there. It was there. <laughs> so one of the big stories throughout the night that wasn't Judgment Day involved, obviously, was a Sammy and KO, and uh, they run into Imperium in the back, and they trade some insults before saying, "Let's put the titles on the line." Uh, then Sammy says, "Hey, Kevin Owens." cool it a little bit why don't you <laughs> uh we eventually get uh the match and it was a slapper of a match with some great near falls ends when riddle sticks his nose in imperium business and the distraction allows sammy to get the pin and retain uh isa 
what's with I mean, I know it's up with it, but I'm setting this up. What's with Riddle putting his nose in Imperium's business here? You notice that his gear tonight looked like a Funyuns bag? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Things you won't be able to unsee, thanks to me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I, I just don't understand. I said it last week as I'm watching the show and Kevin always just volunteers to fight Gunther. I'm like, I don't understand why anybody will voluntarily try to mess with Gunther. Like, it makes zero sense. It's almost like Cody saying that Brock is scared of him. None of these actions that these men are doing make any sense whatsoever. Would, would you mess with Gunther voluntarily? No. Thank no. you. <laughs> I think even the, the match was very good though. It, there was a, there was one spot yeah. though. Sorry, but there was one spot in which uh Kaiser like look like landed on his head. It was scary. Hey. Yeah. Stalking you, I'm noticing putting up those uh dog emojis every time a dog one of our dogs. Man, I, for one <laughs> second I was so happy that your dog was the one barking tonight and not mine, but he had to make his appearance just now. <laughs> uh yeah, it looks like we're getting riddle and gunther at money in the bank, but uh it, Justin, I want to chat with you or get your thoughts on Kevin Owens and his anger is actually becoming a bit of a storyline here. Yeah, which is fun. You know, I mean, like, look, KO, KO has accomplished a lot in his WWE run. This is the guy who worked a Mania main event against Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, like, came out of retirement. They just lightly advertised how it was going to be, and it was a killer. I mean, it's like, what more is there really to do? Um, so I kind of like that he, you know, I, I cracked up when he was cutting the promo and he's getting real, uh, uh, pent up talking to Imperium. He's like, I gotta go change. I gotta, I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. I gotta go change into a different t-shirt and shorts, which is what he wrestles in. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't, I pop for it. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. He's probably on the back end of his WWE career. So I like that bit of him. And, um, yeah, overall this, this match, look, Triple H is running things day to day, week to week from with creative. In, in my betting in my betting heart, I did not think the tag titles were going to change hands in a main event raw match that was made within the within the program. You know, had they advertised this match for a week and said, "Tune into Raw, this is the main event," maybe I go, "Okay, the tag titles change hands." That um, that's what I'm thinking. But that said, as I watched this match go down, there were a couple moments there in that final sequence where I'm like, "Holy, Imperium's going to win this." Mm-hmm. Imperium's got the momentum. It's obvious that Gunther is is a high priority in the company. They're going to strap the tag titles on him as well. Like I actually felt it there for a moment. And and props to the performers, props to the ref. They all sold me on the false finish hard. I yeah. bit hard. Um, so it was very entertaining. And I want to give a shout out to you. Look at the, you look at the four guys in this tag match. The, the 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 outcast, the guy, the lesser known is, is is Ludwig Kaiser. He is slowly creeping up, and he is you know Gunther's the guy for Imperium, but Kaiser, the way that he says ring general, the way he cuts promos, the way he walks to the ring, he's doing these little things just to try to own his own his own his identity, and he's 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 standing out to me. He's in there with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who obviously were top of the line with Bloodline and and and, and whatever. Gunther, who's a big fish, is I know. Kaiser is, is is trying to find a way not just to be a supporting cast member, but to do something for himself. So big shout out to him. And then physically what he did the match, uh, the way he does that rolling fireman's carry movie did and whatever. I, I just give a shout out to him. He's uh he's trying to hang with his uh with with his with his co-stars. 
I'm glad you said that because I'm a big Kaiser fan. I think that he, I think that when all said and done, he's going to have a pretty good run on his own. Uh, I want to ask you, Issa. I, I, wish I, had, you, I wish I had his abs too. Good God. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? If I had his abs, I'd never wear a shirt. But oh, I do this yeah. podcast shirtless. Oh, totally. Wrestling, Inc. Wrestling Inc. would have shut me down by now. And I'd be standing so you would just see my ass. <laughs> <when> right. <I'm> <laughs> the, uh, uh, but Issa, I asked you about Riddle sticking his nose in people's business. I wanted to ask you about someone else who keeps sticking their nose in people's business. Sammy trying to tell KO how to live his life after telling Jey Uso how to live it's his life. Another after- stage five clinger. Him just- right there with Cody Rose. They should they should become a tag team. The clingers. <laughs> the clingers. <laughs> Cody's like, can I just be Stardust again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like every time I see him in a, in a segment, he's like, listen, man, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to live your life. I'm like, Sammy, just le- let people do their own thing, man. Yeah, he needs, he needs to relax. He needs to like, just mind his own business. It's annoying. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Come on, Sammy. Be cool. Just be cool for a second. He needs a haircut. Um, we... <laughs> it is getting pretty long. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so that... I say things, okay, Lamar? <laughs> so that does it for our show, I think. We'll end on that. Uh, before we go, though, Justin, uh, any final thoughts on this week's episode and where can the world find you online? <laughs> I got so many things I want to say, but let's just end it. Uh, <laughs> at Justin Labar on the socials here Monday, here Wednesday, Friday morning, Sirius XM Radio with Dave Lagreca, Thunder Rosa. Uh, uh, join me for the ride for this week and part of next week, and then after that, I'm going to take a few weeks off and go on a little vacay. So, uh, but hey. no. yeah, hey. yeah, uh, yeah. Follow me on the socials at Justin Labar. And Issa, where can the world follow you? And any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, I thought this was, I don't know, I thought last week's episode was more fun. I really, really loved Priest and Riddle um, and the main event. Uh, look, I'm so excited for Money in the Bank. It's, it's one of my favorites. Uh, you guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Also, Lucha Libre Online. You can, you can find me everywhere. Just just look up NYC Demon Diva. I'm literally trying to take over the world right now. It's true. Uh, I want to thank everyone who joined us in the chat. Ricky Zaldivar, Baby Ice, Tuck, Graph, Dream Realm Studios, uh, Bernie DC. Bernie, you showed up late. Where were you? You get a demerit. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Everett, uh, Stephen Camp, and uh, King Kea 864, Lego Brick Collector, Stocking You Doc P. Yeah, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Even if you were in the chat or if you're just lurking, leave a little comment there. It's always fun to see what you thought afterwards. I it's try to. Not- it's not lurking. It's creeping. Creeping. If you're just creeping, creeping around, watching <laughs> quietly, not getting involved, just leave a little comment or hit the like button. Uh, my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm going to be joining the commentary team for Prestige Wrestling on Sunday. We got a really great show there. You can check that out online or just see the card on my Twitter account at Real Jack Farmer. It should be a fun one. You can check it out on IWTV as it airs. That does it for us. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. Make sure to tune into the NXT after show tomorrow. Uh, and until then, we'll see you guys next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.